Well, Maureen, here we are. We're back on your sofa, Jen. Back on your sofa. Back on my sofa. This is the fourth podcast we've done together. I know. We're still talking to each other. That's amazing. I know. It's quite an incredible thing. <laughs> um, just as well we're talking to each other because that's <laughs> the nature of, the the nature of, of this podcast. Um, so, uh, Maureen. Jen. I feel like we haven't done this for a while. I feel a bit rusty. Right. Um, so, and you've been away. I haven't seen I've been you for away. ages. I know. Where have you been? I've been in Holland and Belgium. Holland and Belgium. That is incredible. Um, that actually sound disingenuous there, but I'm serious. No, it was good. Um, I got recognised in a tram stop in Antwerp. You got recognised in a tram stop? Yes, I'm now Listen, officially famous. Maureen, when you get recognised in the public, that is when you have hit the fame... Fame game? The fame game. <laughs> What's, I don't know what hit the fame game means, but... if It, it sounds hit, good. It sounds good. Yeah, I was at the tram stop going off to a gig and this woman went, are you Maureen? <gasps> are yeah. you Maureen? And I went, yes. Oh my God. And she was like, oh, I saw you last time. I wanted to see your show. She, she, wasn't, she obviously didn't want that much because she was going off to see something else. But it was great because I didn't know where I was going. So she took me to the venue. Oh God. So not only did you get a bit of fanage, but your fan also proved to be useful. Can, can I just say she said fanage there? Fanage there, actually. <laughs> in case any of you... Oh, you filthy-minded lot. Honestly. Um... And then what else happened? Because you said to me earlier something happened in Brussels. Oh, I had two. Yeah, well, I assume they were gay. So if they were listening and they're not, I apologise. But they were they were fans apparently. They'd come specifically to see me, and then they were quite surprised that I repeated jokes. I mean, are you surprised <laughs> that I repeated a joke? No, not really. <laughs> As I'm not surprised when I repeat my jokes. I'm always surprised when a new joke comes out, if I'm honest. I'm like, oh, hello. I was, like, you said that I wasn't joke. expecting that. They said, you said that joke last time. I said, I've made a career out of saying the same, same jokes. What's your point, mate? Just listen to the intonation. It was slightly different that time. I gave different it a order. Different, I did them in a different order. Oh, yeah. I did them in a different order. Professional. So that was nice. Um, so, yeah, it was quite quite good. And I stayed in the EasyJet Hotel. Oh, what's that like? Is that like actually all right? Really? Because I yeah, no. they look a little bit like they might be like you open Capsules, up the beds and then the, okay, you, they're not big, but you put your leg out and it's already in the shower, no, and then they're... the toilet is by is, is also doubles up as a pillow. No, no, they were no, it didn't. It was fine. They were fine. All right, okay. And then in Holland, they also they celebrate Christmas by having white people, all the white people dressing up as as black people. Okay, blacking so... themselves up and putting on like gollywog hair. It's not even Christmas. What are they? Are you I sure know, it wasn't just some no, kind of rally that you shouldn't have been at? <laughs> no, it's some kind of they call it Black Schwarz Peter or something. Black Peter, and even the kids are all um, black. I mean, really blacked up. And um, I've got photos, and they've got like all this kind of got really fuzzy hair on. And I was thinking, you could, you, if you did that in South London, you'd get. They even had one dress if up you did as Elvis. That in South London. If you did that in North London. If you did that in West London. If you did that in East London. If you did that anywhere in London, there'd be a bloody riot. I know, but it's and just, rightly so. It's just you look at it and like you're just like you can't believe it. it's a big tradition over there. It's a weird tradition, isn't it? Getting blacked up and pretending to be a gollywog. Yeah, and I, I've got friends, maybe a tradition that should end soon. <laughs> I've got a friend whose who's kids are mixed race, and they actually black up. I thought all of that ended, you know. They don't. I don't know whether they are parents' generation. Yeah, but I don't think it's a big thing for the kids. Like you know, these these Black Peters go around giving out sweets to children and stuff. So it's a big thing for the children. So not not a great massive uh, diverse community (laughs) in in the Netherlands. No, no, there is quite a diverse community. That's the funny thing. Do they all get? Do do even the black people get blacked up? They go. I'm not black enough. I don't know. I mean, they're you know, they've got quite a big black population. So it's, it's, I don't know how they feel about it. It's weird. Yeah, I, I, well, if you're Dutch and uh, you're, you're, um, 
you're blacking up as we speak. Uh, please don't come to London. Because... Oh, can I just say, I tried a new joke. I know it's unbelievable, but I did try a new joke in Holland. Oh, you're not going to try it out here, are you? No, because there's, work... not, there's not going to be any response. There's only me and the cat. <laughs> and I don't think I can fulfil the... No, but it was just like, I thought the Dutch would laugh at this, and they didn't. It was silence. Okay, let's hear it. Uh, I knew you'd be interested now. Uh, basically, I had a German comic say to me that the reason why the Dutch don't like the Germans is because they melted down their bikes during the war. And I thought, well, I think there's more to it than that. And that was what I said on stage. And I just got met by silence, right? And the Dutch, some Dutch woman came up to me afterwards and said, no, we're really annoyed about that. <laughs> <laughs> it wasn't the occupation of Holland. <laughs> it was the fact that they'd melted down their bikes. Well, I think it would be like occupation general, but they went, no, we're really upset about the bikes. Yeah, really? <laughs> Never mind the... Because I thought that was quite, you know, kind of hilarious to think that that's the way Dutch people wouldn't like the Germans. I think there is more to it. But they really are apparently still upset about the bikes. Well, now you've got another joke, haven't you? <laughs> well, the joke is that joke, and if that doesn't get a laugh, it doesn't matter, because you top it with the, well, you know, the Dutch are actually really upset about it, and then what you've got there is now two jokes. Oh, thanks, Bristler. That's all right, you're welcome. Because um, you've, I can see why you've won an award yeah. for your comedy. Oh, well, good? I have won an award. Thank you, Maureen. It's funny you should mention, that's an amazing segue. It's amazing um, that you should mention that, <laughs> even though I prompted it, and even wrote it down in a notebook to make sure that Maureen would remember to mention this. In the podcast. Yes, I've won Elfest Comedian of the Year 2013. So you're an award-winning comedian. I am now. Oh, thank God. It's been years. <laughs> Finally, I am an award-winning comedian. Now, I've got to be honest with you. I don't know who else was in the running for this. I'm thinking that maybe nobody. Um, they didn't tell me. They just they just said, um, I got an email going, oh, Jen, you've won an award, uh, Best Comedian in 2013. I was like, oh, ace. But I thought, who else is up for that? <laughs> I mean, really, there was there was only three of us that did the gig on... Basically, I did a gig at the Elfest Fe uh, Festival uh, this year, in the summer, and um, I won Best Comedian, but there was really only about three others <laughs> performing. I don't really understand they're how... livid. Oh, they'll be like, I can't believe I didn't win that award. I had no idea what was even happening. Um, but I'm delighted to have it. It's... Where are you going to put it? Well, it, it, look, at it. it look good. It you can look see good. it. You can't see it because this is radio, but... Um, well, it's not radio, is it? This is, who am I kidding? It's not. This is, it's a bloody podcast. We're sitting in my living room with a with a with a cat and Maureen and cups of tea and a couple of ginger nuts. Oh yeah, this is radio. Dream on, Brister. Anyway, um, what I'm trying to say is this is not a visual format, and my award, as you can see, is just over there, and it looks. Well, it, it, it looks, looks like great. an award. It, it does like... look like an award. It's pretty special, and I also got like a little um, framed certificate. Which is great. Where are you going to put that? Well, I don't know. On the mantelpiece. Well, I have to buy a mantelpiece <laughs> yeah. first. The other great thing about it is I haven't won a certificate since my Bagger Award 4. What's a Bagger Award? Oh, my God. What's I that? Forget really? this, I forget there's years between us. Okay. Do you remember? It's that gymnast award you used to Theoretically, win. we're the same age, remember? Theoretically, we have been the same age. You, I, <laughs> you've been 38. You were 38 when I was 24. Um, <laughs> that is actually not true, can I hasten to add? Sorry, to sorry, 26. <laughs> When I was 26. <laughs> All right, 28, whatever. <laughs> no, yeah, 26. What's Bagger Award? It's a, an award that you get for like doing a forward roll and then you do a backward roll and then you... I don't think you even have to do a cartwheel. I think maybe you have to touch your toes, jump in a star shape, and then you get a little certificate and a badge. Oh, those were heady days, Maureen. Heady days. Anyway, I've got that award and I'm very, very pleased with it. Um, 
Which is great because I that really has bookmarked. Well, there's two things that bookmarked my week. One was winning this fantastic award, and the earlier one was doing the Amy Winehouse Foundation. I get the feeling it didn't go well. Oh my days! <laughs> I got to tell you about this. This was incredible. I knew it was going to be a disaster. Instinctively, as a comedian, you know when things are set up wrong. You just know. You go in. You're like, no, this isn't going to work. I tell you when I knew it wasn't going to work, when, was when I got a phone call saying, Jen, we'd love you to do a bit of stand-up comedy just as people... Bearing in mind, this is at the Dorchester Hotel. I ought to set this thing. Dorchester Hotel. Everyone's paid a lot of money to be there. There's people in dresses, you know, what they call... People in dresses. And they're not all men. Some of them are women. And with, like, nails and faces and Botox and big lips and massive tits. Women, like, in their 70s with massive, huge tits. Like, oh, you, it was, that, was this where you met Barbara Windsor? Yeah, like, these breasts. They, but these women's breasts were so high up on their chest, they were, like, just below their neck. They looked like a like, like a bullfrog. Do you know what I mean? With, the, the, like, massive glands just below their chin. I thought, no one's boobs. Even when I was 20, my boobs weren't just below my neck. Oh, just, just under my chin. It's <laughs> like, go... They just look ridiculous. I thought if they painted them bright yellow, then that might have meant something. Exactly. Anyway, so, what so I, oh, no, 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 no. so the room was all set up all wrong. But basically, I got a phone call saying, Jen, we'd love you to do stand-up comedy. As people are walking in to get to the tables, Brilliant. sit down, uh, you'll be on stage and you'll be talking. And I said, and what, <laughs> why, no, I won't be, I'm not doing that. And they were like, no, Jen... Uh, all we need you to do, I said, but I can't, I can't just do jokes as people are coming in. They're like, yeah, it'd be great, and don't worry, we'll give you a drink afterwards. I thought, no, you don't I understand. Hope you get paid loads of money for this. No, I said, you don't really understand. I can't do that because it won't work. It won't work, and they were like, okay. Anyway, eventually they kind of understood that it wasn't going to work. So I turn up at the venue. It's a long, thin room, like it's like two hundred feet from the, the the stage to the back of the room. <laughs> So as a comic, you just know it's I'm not going like, to work. I'm like, no one at the back of the room is going to hear this, care about this, know about this. Um, people are sitting down, they put a band on, no one's listening. Misha Paris comes on, no one's listening. I mean, no one's listening to anyone. And I thought, they're never in a million years going to listen to me with just my voice. And uh, then they make an announcement that all the acts are going to be on. Misha Paris, Boy George, all these people that are going to be on. They don't mention me. My name isn't mentioned. <laughs> Nobody says Jen Brister, and why would they? Because no one knows who Jen Brister is. So eventually, um, they say to me, right, Jen, uh, this is between uh, the main course and dessert. <laughs> I get told that I'm... You know you've made it, don't you? Oh, my God. I, I, I just knew, I was like, I, I knew it. I knew this was going to be a painful, long and just arduous death. How long were you doing? I had to do 20. Um... <laughs> So then they said to me, right, uh, the, the guy comes on and goes, right, um, um, are you going to, can you, uh, wh what sort of stuff are you going to do? Are you going to do any stuff about charities? I went, what? <laughs> I said, no, I'm not going to do material about charities. He goes, well, I don't know what material you do. Are you going to do any material about people spending money or giving money to charities? I was like, no, I'm not going to do, <laughs> of course I'm not going to do material about spending money or putting money. Anyway, look, this is a very long story that is probably already incredibly dull for people. <laughs> Long story short, I go to uh, the MC. He has no idea I'm going on. <laughs> he says, who are you? I said, I'm the comedian. He said, I haven't got it on the comedian on my list. I went, apparently I'm going on now. He said, oh, all right. He goes, they won't be listening to you. I hope you know that. They didn't listen to Misha Paris. I said, thank you. I'll do my best. Anyway, I come on stage and nobody listens. <laughs> So people are talking. I'm like, good evening. Uh, well, thank you very much for coming to the Emmy One House Foundation. No one's listening. I'm on. 
There's a band, there's like there's musical instruments behind me. I like pretend to pick up drums. I don't know what I'm doing. I'm like, my brain is just, my brain is about to implode. I'm in front of like 550 people, of which not one of them is listening to me, apart from Babs Windsor. Oh, was she Barbara nice? Barbara Windsor was listening, uh, but that was it. And I think I made a scathing comment. I think at one point it went, lovely to see. Uh, apparently there's a lot of celebrities in here tonight. I had a little look about. I don't recognise any of you. <laughs> Uh, and then uh, later on I went, the great thing about this is this is a, massive, a brilliant a brilliant night all to um, all going towards um, alcohol and uh, drug rehabilitation. So it's lovely to see so many of you so out of your faces that you can't even take the time to listen to anything I'm saying. And then uh, just so it went on. And, uh, I just, so you're winning them round, were you? I was winning them round. I think at one point, I, I can't even tell you what I used, what word I used, but it was not the best word. Anyway... Um, that that went on for. I don't think I stayed on for twenty. <laughs> I I, th- I think I gave up. But anyway, back to the award. It's really great. <laughs> I've won this fantastic award. How was Babs though? You got. I could see on Facebook you were Babs. If anything, I turned her. <laughs> <laughs> She's very nice. She's very nice. She said that I did a really good job, which was a lie. Um, <laughs> I I bombed, but you know the you know I, at the end of it I walked off and I and I took my bow. You do do that though. I do you? do that when things are going badly. I really extend the bow. I'm like, let's really enjoy this moment, everybody. You've had fun. I've had fun. No one's listening. No one had been listening to me from the beginning. Maureen, tell me about stuff that's happening with you. You you've been uh, all over the world. Been up, well, been over Belgium. I've been in the low low countries. I've been watching Broadchurch because I my fingers on the pulse of the. Of drama in British TV, so I just started watching that. More in Broadchurch finished a year ago. I know, but I only watched the first episode and didn't really get into it, so I didn't watch the rest. But actually, I'm quite enjoying it. Though. Are you enjoying it? Yeah. It, it gets. It gets. Uh, I can't remember if I enjoyed it. Oh, I, I think I did enjoy three. it. You know, they're doing a second series. Yeah, I know. Yeah. Good. Um, <laughs> but I did watch the film, which I recommend to you. Um, Love is all you need. She's brilliant. She's Danish and English with Piers Brosnan in it, and it's like a, a rom-com, but a really intelligent one and very sweet and very moving, actually. A moving, sweet rom-com with yeah. Piers Brosnan. Yeah, and it's very good. You've lost and me already. it's got cancer in it as well. It's got cancer, it's got Piers Brosnan, it's got rom-com. I'm not really saying it. <laughs> it's a cancer rom-com with Piers Brosnan. This is why I don't, work in, this is why I don't work in marketing. <laughs> But I have to say, it's available it's a, on it's a, DVD. It's a really, really, really good film. Very funny at times, very sweet, very touching. You enjoyed it? Yes. Okay. I recommend it. Any other recommendations, Maureen? Um, not really, because that's about all I've been watching, really. Now, Maureen, I made a list of things that you're supposed to talk about. Oh, Hang on you? to the computer. Okay, well, because Jen's been watching The Sopranos, so though she's taking the mick out of me. No, I know. I'm... <laughs> hardly... We're great We're great at giving critical <laughs> advice, aren't we? <laughs> Finger programs everybody's, ever, all, Finger... everybody's watched. Finger yeah. on the pulse. Yeah, finished like five or six years ago. <laughs> now... Antwerp tram shop. Tip. We've done. We've done that. Okay. What about two gay fans in Brussels? We've done that. We've done that. Uh, what about your highs and lows, Maureen? Because I've been wittering on forever. <laughs> I think let's. I've got to shut up. What about? Tell me about your gigs. I had really good gigs. <laughs> <laughs> you can't see this, but Maureen did. Um, I've done really good gigs, and then looked at me with like a raised eyebrows, as if to say, "Sorry, Jen." Um, 
I have to say, they, they, okay, towards the end, oh, they didn't go as well. I think beginning of the first No, let's somewhere. focus on the highs. Okay, the highs were, I did really good gigs. I did, um, oh, this, I did this gig in Utrecht in front of a load of students, which is a very nice gig. And some guy came up to me afterwards and said, I, you know, the very strong Dutch accent, he wants me to do a New Year's gig. I was like, oh yeah, that's fine. But it turns out he hasn't got one. Okay, <laughs> no, he just wishes you well and wants you to be able to have that opportunity to do a New Year's gig. That's very sweet of him. I really, really like you to do a New Year's gig. Oh, great. Thanks. What have you got? No, I'm just shame. Just to be nice for you. <laughs> Thanks, dude. So I was getting really excited. That it, yeah. Because so you was... think, oh, God, <laughs> you, you, hear that? you had pants. Money, money, money. <laughs> oh, my God. I just so need some money. I'm skin. Um, I've got Love Is All You Need. I just thought, yeah, that was the film that you were a bit slightly dismissive of. Oh, cook. I'll tell you what I've got, Maureen, which we can't miss out on, but we'll save it to the end. Okay, all right then. Um, so, uh, we've got Jen's Award, tick, we've ticked that. Highs and lows of gigs. Well, was that, was that, is the, is the end of it? Was oh, that... I'm doing my Christmas show, aren't I? Oh, let's talk about your pantomime. It's kind of, yeah, it's a, it's a Christmas show, it's called the... Oh, for heaven's sake, Maureen. <laughs> it's always happens, you never know what you're in. <laughs> It's on at Stratford East. I, I, I got the dates wrong. It's not on. It's on at Stratford Circus. Um, and it's on seventh and eighth of December. And it's Scrooge and the Comics of Christmas Past. Seventh and eighth? Are you sure? No, but it's a Saturday and Sunday. Oh yeah, no, it is. It's the seventh and eighth. It's the seventh and eighth of December at Stratford Circus. And it's got Quincy in it. He wrote it with. T- um, oh god, I've forgotten the guy's name. It's ridiculous, isn't it? Tony. Tony. Hickson. Yes. Right. So it's Tony in it. Tony Hendricks, Tony Hendricks. Oh, Tony Hendricks, Tony Hickson. Oh, my God, that's someone completely different. Oh, my God. Sorry, if Tony, Tony Hendricks Tony heard that, he would be upset. Fine. It's fine, he won't be listening to this. Uh, no, Tony <laughs> Hendricks will not be listening to it. Um, so, yeah, so, and it's, it's, it's Tony, it's really good. I play an alcoholic. Oh, brilliant, but you don't drink. I know, but so I, I can't do method. I've You've left, left Facebook on, haven't you? left Facebook on. I do that every <laughs> single... Marcus Birdman, what do you want? Uh... Probably, Go away. It probably knows we're doing a podcast. Um, no, so I play... The, I play uh, it was actually a role that was Felix Dexter was meant to play. I play the, the comic Christmas oh, past. Felix Dexter. Yeah, he's memorial services this Sunday. Are you... Very, no, I won't be able to go because I'm in, ironically in rehearsals. Um, For anyone who doesn't know, Felix Dexter was a very talented and lovely stand-up comedian who lovely passed man. away earlier this month, and it's very, very sad. I was very... It was very um, upsetting. And he, he was a really nice guy, and he was meant to be doing this part. So I've... I've got the role now, but um, yeah, but I won't be able to go to his memorial service, which is sad because I'd love to have shown my respects. He's, I mean, he's such a nice man. He's uh, very few comics I know where no one's got a bad word to say about him. No, no is, I don't know anyone. He's brilliant, which, which is very unusual. Which is unusual for comedians. <laughs> let's be honest. <laughs> oh, when my back is turned, I don't know. Um, you, well, you know that I once bitched about a comic and they were sitting behind me. Oh well, I know the, the comedian that you're talking about. <laughs> I know the comedian that you're talking about, and I know this story, and we're not going to go any further because we're not that kind of comic. No, we, well, not... Well, we are, well, but we not are. when this is on. <laughs> not when this is on. Look, come on, let's keep this clean. Now, so so you're doing this... What's what's this play called again? Oh, you, oh Scrooge and the Comics of Christmas Past, I think. Scrooge and the Comics of Christmas Past, and you play the ghost of... Christmas Past. Oh, that's the best one. Of Maud Lane. And um, I just go on and I play a drunk. Bit oh, of a drunk. Brilliant. Brilliant. So it's really enjoyable, actually. I, sadly, I can't go. Yeah, because you're, you're working. Mrs. I'm working. Never mind. Some of us are busy. <laughs> well, you're busy, clearly. I don't know why I'm saying that. I mean, I'm doing m- monkey business, so shoot me in the face. <laughs> I've got now, to pay double on Sunday. <clears throat> oh, that'd be great. I know. If you're in Brighton, I, this will never get up before Sunday, by the way. <laughs> 
not in a chance. No, no, hope in hell. Um, no, we might do, actually. You never know. Never know. I might get pull my finger out. Um, yes. Ben Double, that's a lovely gig, isn't it? Ben Double in Brighton at the Comedia, Zoe Lyons gig is one of, is probably the best, the most fun gig to do in the country, I think. And that is solely due to the audience. And, oh, maybe something to do with Zoe, whatever. (laughs) Um, (laughs) She's not here, we can say anything we like. Um, Yes, so you'll have fun, that'd be great. Yeah, that'd be a good laugh. So if if you're in Brighton, definitely go and see Maureen, she'll be doing her... Probably what the same material, same material, but in a different order. In a different order. <laughs> this is the thing: you don't know what order we're going to do it in either of us. We don't People know. Like, we, we don't, don't know. know. Frequently, Maureen doesn't know. No, I always God, know I'm... what order I'm doing. Do you? Of course, I do. I go on stage. I know exactly what I'm going to say. Do you really? Absolutely. You go on, and you're just like, oh, do you know what? I forgot to say this. I forgot to say that. <laughs> Figure out what you're going to say before you get on stage, you loony. Anyway, um, lastly, uh, Maureen, because we're coming up to the end of this podcast, oh, I, no. the sadness. I feel like most of it was taken up with me whispering on about this bloody Amy Winehouse Foundation thing. Awful. To be honest with you, if Amy Winehouse was alive, she would have hated that. Anyway, um, I've got Cross and Blackwell soup written down. Oh yes, I've discovered Cross and Blackwell cream of chicken soup. Oh, I can't believe this is. I can't believe this is getting on the podcast. But <laughs> come on, talk about it. It's, it's absolutely. I'm having about three or four. Tins a day. Well, you, I've to, what have I told you about this? It's fattening. It's very calorific cream know, of but chicken it's, soup. It's lovely. It's not that lovely. It's a little I bit like sick. No, it's really, really nice. Why? Just the cross and black one? Just I've the got, cross and black one. I've got the Heinz one. Oh, no, cross in, and Blackwell. I'll tell you what, I've got you, Waitrose cream of mushroom in the Do you think we get cupboard. sponsored by Cross and Blackwell? I don't think so, Maureen. <laughs> I don't think just by mentioning Cross and Blackwell... <laughs> Several times in a podcast. Then you get sponsorship because if that is the case, I don't want to be mentioned Cross and Blackwell. You can't mention mentioned Rolex. Rolex. I don't want to be mentioned Rolex. Yeah, <laughs> aiming high. We're really hoping that we get a couple of free tins of cream of chicken, Cross and Blackwell soup. But you know what? The thing is, probably if I was offered Cross and Blackwell soup or a Rolex, I'd probably go for the soup. Mind you, what's the matter with you? Just sell the Rolex yeah, and buy all the right. Cross and Blackwell soup you want. True. What are you nuts? Oh yeah, I'll just have two tins of chicken. And... <laughs> I'm no Alan Sugar. I'd, I'd never get an imprint. No, you would not <laughs> Well, neither would I. Let's be honest. I mean, neither of us are making any money doing this bloody job. Are we kidding? I mean, <laughs> I mean, we can laugh about it now, but I'll be weeping, weeping in January when I don't have any gigs. Anyway, this has been very pleasurable. I've For enjoyed us. your company again, Maureen. Oh, thank you, Bristol. How's the sofa? Yeah, fine, you've got to come to my... I've got a new sofa now. I've got the red... I've got the Ikea sofa. Well, get a, you get a dust around there and I'll be around. You get a dust around Actually, there and really promise messy. me some biscuits. My flat's messy today. Well, if your flat is messy, I cannot go around there until you think it's tidy. And by the way, if Maureen thinks it's tidy, it's not tidy. Do you know okay? what? I once visited this boyfriend who... I was got fancy tidy men and I went to his flat and he went... Oh, sorry for the mess. And I was just looking around going, what mess? What mess, yeah. <laughs> you say that, so you say about this flat, I'm like, oh, Ma- Maureen, I'm sorry about the mess. Maureen's like, literally doesn't notice. <laughs> doesn't notice. Anyway, um, this has uh, been um, our podcast with um, Maureen Younger and myself, Jen Brister, and we've had, we've had 23 minutes and 34 seconds with you. It's going on now because we've carried on talking. <laughs> um, we'll be back one more time before Christmas, perhaps. Yay, but we? we could do it perhaps at Laughing Cows. Why would we do it at Laughing Cows? I don't know. Oh, what do you mean up in... Yeah, in London, because we're both in London, aren't we? Oh, yeah, but what about when we go to oh, Birmingham? Yes, or Leicester. Or Leicester. 
We're traveling. Oh, the world. We're traveling. Listen, guys. <laughs> I don't want to talk about it anymore because when I think about my diary, I just think I've got to stop living the vida loca like this. I mean, because my skin is the color of mocha. We'll leave it there. Um, Merry Christmas. No, it's not Christmas not time. Christmas it's still yet. November. Oh, so depressed about Christmas. Okay. Bye. Bye now. Look at the cat. Doesn't the cat look cute? Oh.